First, I present this as a public service. Forget what social media is doing to society. Selfies are causing their own chaos. It's me, Cindy. I thought it was just my iPhone selfie camera's crap, or I've gotten seriously distorted looking, because my selfie shots just make me cringe. All the ones I see on Facebook, everybody else, they always seem to look great. But it turns out it's not just me. I read almost half of all plastic surgeons say they have patients who want to go under the knife, my words, not theirs, to look better in selfies. Ew! If you want to save a couple of grand and spare yourself a couple of weeks looking like you ran into a wall, listen to this speedy lesson in selfie science. A regular photo, you in front, photographer behind the camera, is shot at about five feet. But most selfies are only shot from like a foot, 12 inches from your face, which creates something of a fisheye lens effect, which makes your nose look 30% bigger. Huh, so it's not me. Whew. Next time you want to capture the moment, hand the camera to a friend who wants you to help feel a little better about yourself. And if you are taking photos and you're having fun with it, then not just good for you, but that is good for you. Like the very essence and practical application of art therapy, making any kind of art can reduce your stress by literally reducing the stress hormone, you know, cortisol, in your body. How cool is that? The important thing to know about this is it doesn't matter if you're wildly talented or, like me, limited to the mastery of stick figures. If I do say so myself, I absolutely kill at stick figuring. Anyway, your level of skill or talent doesn't matter. It's the doing, not necessarily doing well, that your body responds to and benefits from. I think that's pretty fabulous. In a recent study at Drexel University, I mean, just so you know, I'm not making this up, cortisol levels were measured before and after participants spent 45 minutes doing whatever art they wanted. They were provided with markers, clay, collages, which in itself almost lowers my stress just thinking about how much fun that sounds. Anyway, after 45 minutes of nothing but art fun, 75%, a full three quarters of the group, had lowered stress hormone levels. And also made comments like, well, that was fun, or it was very relaxing. Or the woman who said, after five minutes, I, I felt less anxious. Doing art allowed me to put things into perspective. To which I say, grab yourself a box of crayons, ma'am. I was with a group of women last weekend doing a little art therapy of our own. Not for betterment of ourselves, but for fun. We get together once in a while for random or specific art projects because it's nice to have a reason to pull out supplies and because I love starting with nothing and creating something and also because it's always interesting, amusing, and buckets of fun to get together with a group of women. So this time, the project was vision boards. You know what that is, don't you? It's where you get photos or words or phrases and you create a collage that represents what it is you would like to bring to or appear in your life. Certainly, there is a sort of mysticism and some wish-making, but it's also some of what is either referred to as visualization or, most recently, the secret, essentially calling on the universe to help you. So, vision boards. There are women who've made a business out of running vision board workshops. Kind of a cool idea. But once you have the basic information, a piece of cardboard, scissors, a glue stick, a stack of magazines, you really don't need anybody to guide you. So we gathered around the table full of supplies and snacks, because you got to have snacks, and set to work while talking about what we want, where we are now, what our lives are like. And the end result was as beautiful and varied as the women at the table, except for mine. By the end of the night, I had a small stack of photos, a microphone, a woman doing yoga, a dog, and an empty board. 
I could say that I was busy slicing more cheese or refilling glasses and bowls of crackers, getting out brownies and lemon bars, but I'm secretly thinking there was something more significant at work. I think I don't have a vision for my future right now. I have a vision board from a couple of years ago. Wilma Flintstone features prominently as a testament to my continued focus on wanting to voice a cartoon, still in the wanting phase there. There was the title of a play I was writing at the time in hopes of promoting me to finish it. I did. The words family and dinner because we were trying to have regular meals together once a week. There were some dog photos because I was waiting for the next one to find me, and she did. And a photo of a show that I worked on because it was so much fun that I wanted to do more of that, and I have. So that vision board was kind of, but not entirely, successful. What about now? What about vision board 2019? Well, right now it appears to be blank. Void, non-existent, pretty sad. So I gotta get thinking. Of course, I've never really had a lot of luck pinning down what I wanted in my future. Aside from children, check, check. A cozy house, check. With as many animals as I could accommodate, don't get nervous. I've got two cats and Ruby right now and will most likely get another dog once she's trained well enough to set a good example. So check, check, check. But what do I want? I still want to voice a cartoon at some point. I love the whole idea of creating characters and then setting them loose in a made-up world. I want to create more theater, more staged events. I have some ideas, but I need to focus so it goes beyond I want to I am, but that comes in steps, letting it roll around in my head till I get some idea of a story, a theme, a plot, characters, something to trigger the start of what would become an entire something. Step one, the big idea. Step two, bring it to life. I'd like to have more laughs, the big, hearty, uproarious belly laughs. You know those are good for you too, right? But besides that, laughing, it just feels so great, like if only for that brief moment, all is right with the world and your place in it. But how do you make that happen? I'd like to be doing more art on a regular basis, but that's all up to me. I have to stop using my idle time to play that stupid yet engrossing Simon's Cat game. I need to get set up with a workspace that I can just go to and start doing when I have an opportunity or an inclination. Not having first to set up, get out supplies, that's not even a function or a pitfall of being lazy. It's just that I'm also so easily distracted. Sometimes on the way to dig out whatever paints or brushes or clay or whatever I need, I spot something that needs to be addressed, responded to, put away, and boom, there goes art time. So until I can get setting up a workspace, maybe I could commit a certain block of time, like Saturday afternoons, dedicated to creating something. I need to follow through or continue to follow through the big goal of paring down, clearing out all this stuff, and in doing so, maybe that would help me make a dedicated space for all these imagined art projects in my future. Speaking of space, I've been thinking maybe I'd like to move to a different house, specifically a house with a view and some land around it. I've been thinking this for, well, about 20 years. Obviously, it's not a burning desire. Truth is, I've been looking for about 20 years, getting Zillow emails, trolling areas that look appealing. But more truth is, for as much as I'd like the laundry room on the main floor and more open space around where I live, I've yet to find anything that's better or even as good as what I have now. My house is brimming with cuteness. It's got some of those cool built-in-the-40s details that don't get added to houses anymore, arched entryways, Solid doors with glass doorknobs, big windows, a pantry. Plus, it's only blocks away from my mechanic, 
just about every fast food joint you could possibly want to drive through. Even TJ Maxx is like two seconds away. Talk about golden. But the best thing about living here is my neighbors. Moses and Peggy across the street, he is hilarious, and a guy who does make me laugh loudly, often. Claude down the street, who just last night brought me some cherry cobbler she'd made. She's also the one who gave me the bag of Baby Ruth bars for my birthday. That's the kind of neighbor you don't want to move away from. Lori to my left, a fellow hardcore dog lover, and to my right, the girls who dog sit when I need it, and also bake and share when their mood strikes them. So, unless the universe steers me to a house that's clearly meant for me, I suppose the whole wanting to move thing is going to continue to be revealed for the sham it is. That said, I think maybe I've worked out the whole vision board problem. Maybe staying blank isn't so bad. Maybe I can say it represents being open to new, so far unhatched ideas, and or cleaning out the unnecessary and excess to clear the way for, well, like a workspace. And then maybe I'll spend some time thinking, What do I really want in my future? I'll have to ponder that more, but right now, what I really want is some of that cherry cobbler from Claude.